Isn't it amazing? People want to be in the front row at a theater, the middle of the road, and the back of the church. <laughs> well, in today's gospel, Peter settled into the back of the church, even though Jesus had made him head of it. Peter returned to fishing. He seems by, to be showing a sense of resignation, giving up after Jesus' death. He simply returns to his former way of life. The atmosphere just seemed too dangerous after Jesus was killed. As we often do in our lives, we first follow Jesus and are loving, but then return to our former way of life. Four parts in today's gospel demonstrate Jesus' recurring message to love others. The first part is the mysterious appearance of Jesus. Remember how during many of Jesus' appearances after his resurrection, he is initially not recognized. He appears to be someone else. We are clearly being asked to start seeing the resurrected Jesus in others. Mother Teresa often said that the only way she could serve the most seriously ill and difficult people was to see Christ in them. The second part of the gospel is a large catch of fish. Jesus tells Peter and the other disciples to cast their nets again, even though they had just done so and didn't catch anything. Remember when Jesus did the same thing when he recruited Peter to follow him. We are clearly being told that we often need reminders of God's love for us. And God freely gives these needed reminders of his presence, but we understand only if we are open to the message. The disciples were paying attention and immediately recognizes Jesus because of this event. Peter's act of heading toward Jesus by jumping into the water is reminiscent of our cleansing when we are reborn in baptism. We are clearly reborn every time we see Jesus in this world and especially within others. The third part is the meal shared with the risen Christ. Jesus breaks bread and eats with them. Remember the miracle of the loaves and fishes, how they were multiplied and he fed the apostle, he fed the people. Remember too the last supper at which Jesus gave them his body to eat. But today we too are given Jesus Christ in the Eucharist at every mass here at the altar as historically celebrated consecutively for 2,000, over 2,000 years. He becomes present within us. We and others take on his divine qualities. And so we are more able to see Jesus in ourselves and in others. The fourth part is one of the most dramatic and poignant dialogues with Jesus in the gospel. The first hint of what is coming is that the meal was around the charcoal fire. Remember the gospel scene of the charcoal fire on the night Peter denied the Lord three times. Well, now Jesus asks Peter three times if he loves him. Peter's triple declaration tells us that only when we recognize our own sins and God's forgiveness are we inclined to forgive 
the sins of others, to feed others with love. But why does the cleansing healing process necessarily involve helping others? Dr. Carl Menninger, psychiatrist and founder of the Menninger Clinic, once gave a lecture on mental health. One man asked, what would you advise a person to do if that person felt a nervous breakdown coming on? That was an earlier day euphemism for depression. Most people expected him to reply, consult a psychiatrist. But instead he replied, look up your house. Look at your house. Go across the railroad tracks and find someone in need and do something to help that person. Now, I am sure he wasn't suggesting that clinical depression doesn't need medication or that some can't be depressed, that they can they be so depressed they can't help others. But as a scientist, he was saying that our healing comes partly from focusing on others. Mother Teresa understood this clearly when she said, I have found the paradox that if you love until it hurts, there can be no more hurt, only more love. By helping others just when we are hurting puts us in a very vulnerable position. Yet it was Christ's willingness to make himself vulnerable, even to his death, that showed us the way to his love. Jesus' vulnerability to Peter's triple denial was followed by the joy of his triple statement of love and anointing him as he led into the water and became the head of our church, the first pope. Jesus' vulnerability to the mockery of the bad thief was followed by the repentance from the good thief. Jesus' vulnerability on the cross to experiencing the abandonment of the Father led to the total gift of himself to the Father. Peter's vulnerability when Jesus predicts Peter's death by analogy to the helplessness of old age was followed by Jesus asking Peter to come follow him just as Jesus followed the Father. All this talk of vulnerability sounds good in theory, but what does it mean in our lives? By my own sinfulness, I denied Jesus many more than three times in my life. Yet here I am today, which leads to a nagging question, do I really love God or is it all hypocrisy? My and our only response must be to feed and tend to each other, just as Jesus commanded us to do. Jesus and Menninger were both right. Our sinful suffering can only be healed by serving others.